Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. My name is Talia, and you are back with another episode of Rose Gold Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, I told y'all I was not going to be it with the consistency, right? I told y'all that, right? Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because guess what? My baby, my little one, he just started daycare full time. And the big one, he's in daycare full time. So that means I can start promising consistency, you guys. Now, consistency is not every day. Definitely not. Um, I'm sorry, but it's not even every week. But I can consistently promise you that you will get a podcast every other week. Woo! Yay for two podcasts a month. Um. With that being said, this podcast is not even just a roundabout type of discussion. Not at all. This podcast, uh, it comes directly from me, from experience, from something that I am experiencing right now. You know, I talk about faith, relationships, family, business, that type of thing. Those those are my main areas. And today we're going to do it in the realm of relationships. So um, crazy enough, at the time of recording this, my anniversary is next week. And it's not just any anniversary. So my husband and I, our dating anniversary is also our wedding anniversary. So it will be four years married, but 10 years together. Can you believe that? A whole decade. I've spent a whole decade loving this man, and that's incredible. It truly is. But being together for so long, it brings a different set of challenges because what I'm going to say to you guys, it's not it's not anything new that my husband hasn't heard yet. Um, so <laughs> it's not like, you know, I'm saying anything that he would be surprised to hear. We've already had this conversation. But I don't feel that he knows me anymore. Um, and we're working on it. And that's one of those things about being married and being together for so long that it's going to happen whether you get married right out of high school, right out of college, in your 30s, in your 40s, whatever the case may be. When you're going to spend your entire life with someone, they are bound to evolve. And when you get married, you're promising to learn to you're promising to learn to love every different version of them. And so with that being the vow that we made, we're now in a position where we're having to relearn each other. This past year, as I'm sure for many other people, it really changed me. Um, I noticed myself beginning to change after the birth of our first son, and then even more so after our second. But the pandemic really made a shift in me that I I even wasn't prepared for. So I kind of have different values now. I prioritize things very differently now than I did 10 years ago. When we were first dating, we started dating when I was 16. And so now I'm 26 and it's just wild. It's so wild to think that it's been 10 years. And of course, when you say it like that, like, yeah, you're not going to be the same person you were when you were 16. I'd hope not. But get this, I'm not going to be the same person today 
as I will be at 36 and at 46 and at 56. You know, your priorities will shift and change and move. Some things will become more important and less important. I've had friendships fall off and new friendships emerge. My faith has grown bigger. My love has grown stronger. I'm a lot more, which I was already picky about my time, but now I'm even more so. There's just so many different things and so many new ways that I value my life. And so now my husband can't interact with me the way that he used to because I'm no longer her. That's not me anymore. And so I've evolved into this newer person. I'm different now. And these are the things where if you're not cognizant, if you're not aware that these changes are okay, um, you can see a marriage end for sure. Now, I will say this, we're not here arguing, we're not having a terrible time, you just feel there's kind of a friction going on, where um, I noticed, so, you know, how how did we get here? That's the question that people want to know. And um, like I said, it's because of all the changes and stuff that I've had, but I'm aware And I work with people in relationships, so I know the signs, right? So for me, the signs were that I started to feel uncomfortable speaking with him about certain topics. Um, And it was, it didn't have anything to do with him. It had everything to do with me because I'm a different person now. And so it's like, you know how when you meet someone new, you don't know how they're going to respond or react to certain things that you believe in, I started to catch myself having those feelings. And that's when I knew, oh, I'm not, I'm not the same anymore. Like I'm, I'm different now. And so I had to have that conversation with him. And that's a really hard conversation to have if you don't have the wording. I can imagine how many relationships where people try to have that conversation with their partner and it's what caused the end of their relationship because all they heard was, you don't know me anymore and I don't know you anymore. And they thought, well, if you don't know me anymore, then why are we together? And it blows up into this whole thing. Instead, what actually needs to happen, which this is the educational part, you guys, you know, I have to educate you on something. Um, but this is the next part. <clears throat> Who told me to start doing this podcast with no water around me? <clears throat> Goodness. Okay. I'm so sorry. But you have to learn the new version of your partner. And you have to never stop being curious about your partner. When you stop being curious about your partner, that's when all of these other things begin to happen. You know, if you're not consistently seeking them out and asking them open-ended questions and looking to learn new things about them and what they like, what they don't like, and, you know, why they think the way they do about certain things, or seeking to do, like, new activities with each other, then this is what happens. And so I can 100% say that this is our fault, that it wasn't like an ease and transition of learning the new me. Y'all, I'm out of breath. I'm not even going to lie to you. So I paused the recording so I could run and go grab my water bottle and come back. 
I should not have ran, okay? <laughs> I should not have ran. Oh my gosh. Okay, but yeah, so obviously with like everything going on in the world, all the craziness um happening, there's been like a huge increase in my business. First of all, I feel just completely blessed and I'm overwhelmed with just good, happy emotions about it. But obviously, um, that puts some strain on my time and my energy and different things like that. So not knowing how to balance it all or reworking my new balance, I guess I should say, um, that that has caused a strain. Uh, my husband, he's working farther away now. So the commute itself is putting a lot of different strains on him. And the little one starting daycare and it's just, it's just a lot a lot a lot of different transitional things happening and so we've put each other to the on the back burner to be honest we haven't had these good meaningful deep conversations in a very long time and i believe this is what happens when you don't do that so there is actually a word or i guess you'd say a phrase uh for what this is called you know this this learning each other and and deep diving and knowing your your partner it's they're called love maps and you build this love map um you build a strong love map by always being curious about your partner there's so many different things that you can do so one of these ways is of course of course it's love languages uh speaking your partner's love language helps to build the the love map and make it strong and if you guys don't know what the love languages are, I do have the five love languages book in front of me. It's by uh, Gary Chapman. And the five love languages are words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. So um, I can do a whole <laughs> I can do a whole podcast on the love languages another time, but um, it's just a great way to make sure that your partner is feeling loved or that you're feeling loved. Um, and you can use love languages not even just in the scope of your relationship. You can do love languages with your children, making sure that you're speaking to them in the way that they need to be spoken to in regards to, you know, speaking their love language. Like, for instance, my two-and-a-half-year-old, his love language is for sure quality time. Like, you don't even have to be doing a lot of things with him. If you're just, like, around him and his presence and just spending time with him, he loves that. Whereas the one-and-a-half-year-old, he's physical touch. He wants to be on your lap. He wants you to hold him. He wants to cuddle. Like, that's his thing. So um, it's just paying attention and knowing those specific things will help you to be able to make sure that the people that you love know that you love them. They can feel that love, and you'll fill up their love tank. So they actually created an app to go along with the love languages. It's called Love Nudge. And y'all, I love this app. It is so good. So you and your partner download the app. You take the quiz on the app and you link together. So it'll like you can request that your partner link with you. And then you can you can um, put on there how love you feel that day. Like if your love is at 100% or maybe it's at 72% or 16%, whatever the case may be, like you can update that to say like how loved you are or are not feeling at the moment. And that'll let them know like, okay, I need to step it up without having, if you guys aren't at a place where you're comfortable with expressing those, it's because that's vulnerability to be honest. So like being that vulnerable with your partner and that's okay. You, if you know it, it's something to work on. So don't feel bad about it. 
But if you're just not there yet, and it's a little awkward for you to say, hey, I, I need more attention, I need more love, I need to speak my love language, you can nudge them on the app. And so since it's linked to your partner, it shows what your partner's love language is, um, and it just ranks the five. So I always try to say, focus on the top two, fulfilling the top two. And it'll give you examples of things that you can do to fulfill their love language in that moment. It's awesome. I love it. It's such a, such a good app, but that's called Love Nudge, if anybody was curious. Another great way, of course, you already know what I'm going to say, to strengthen that love map is date nights. It's date nights. Like, date nights are the answer for almost everything in a marriage, I swear. Date nights are so crucial. And during those times, though, you want to make sure that, like, they're good dates and switch it up. Make things exciting because doing the same date over and over again, even if it's something you enjoy, it gets monotonous and it's not as exciting anymore. And also, date nights become this sporadic thing that if you have the time, you can do it. And you don't want to do that. You want to make sure that you put it on the calendar and it's a non-negotiable. Nothing else can come above it except for like emergencies or something like that. But seriously, you want to make time for date nights. And I'm saying these things like telling you guys what to do. But these are things also that me and my husband are doing and we're putting forth the effort and we're implementing. Because we were honest that like we, our date nights really went to the wayside. Um, and we're having to, to reiterate them all over again. This past month past month for March I don't think we had a date night this month I don't think we did um I think I end up having to work that weekend and you know we did we did have a date night this past month but it was just very quick type of thing um and this is actually so this is so good that's actually when we had this conversation is during our date night because we were able to have no distractions from our kids. The time was perfect. that We were able to actually sit and speak and be vulnerable and talk with one another and hold each other. And of course, you already know I was boohoo crying because I'm an emotional mess all the time. And um, we were just talking about it and having that conversation. That's actually when it happened. So yeah, date nights are a perfect time to be able to deep dive into your relationship and speak on those types of things. I always say you want to keep it light. Have a time, which I I knew, know your relationship is what I'm trying to say. So like if date night is going to be ruined by you bringing something up, then you need to set a different time, set up a different time to talk about whatever it is, whatever grievance it is that you have. I know my relationship and we're pretty strong in that we know how to speak with one another and have these vulnerable conversations and not feel attacked. So I knew that it was going to be more productive um, and we could save it for the date night. And so I did. And it was it was beneficial. Um, being intentional with date nights is so important. You you cannot put it to the wayside, even if you can't get out and about. I know we're in a pandemic. Some places are acting like they're not closed, <clears throat> Georgia, but other places are. And if you are one of those people who you live in a place where it is not acting like it's closed down, um, but you still are weary and you don't want to do certain things, that's fine. There's so many other options to be able to have a date night at your home. Um, I have a three for you here. One, there's a website called Dating Divas, and she has literally hundreds of different types of dates. And when I say hundreds, I mean hundreds. 
y'all and she's always coming out with new ones this lady is so good at what she does i am telling you i've done a few of the date nights and they are fun if you can't find at least one that you like you're you're not trying like (laughs) you're not you're not trying if you can't find at least one so dating divas is a really good one um another one is a, a prioritized marriage she's a she has a blog she is a uh family life educator like myself and um her blog is just really good for different tips and tricks and date night type of thing. It's a lot simpler and it's a little bit more broad, but you can find the dates on there as well. A good at-home date service is called Carl Co. And they have some in-home ones that are free. Like they'll just, you just do a questionnaire and they send them to your email every month. Um, and then they also just added on some paid ones, but you're doing like a in-home date night with like a chef online and they're showing you how to prepare a meal. Like there are just so many different cool ones um, but that those you have to pay for, but the non-paid ones are really good and funny and they're, they're, they're just great options as well if you want those. But those are three. So Dating Divas, A Prioritized Marriage, and then Carl Co. Um, are all three great ones and I will put the links to those in the show notes if you're curious but just make sure that you're asking open-ended questions be curious about your partner um ask exploratory questions you know and so exploratory questions are those questions like tell me the story about that situation or, um, saying, you know, we, we have, we have lots of time to talk, take all the time you need. Um, nothing's more important to me right now than listening to you. Uh, I mean, exploratory statements. I'm sorry. I think that you've already thought of some solutions. Tell me what they are. It's okay not to know what to do, but what's your guess? Um, you're being very clear. Go on. These are statements that are really good when you're partner is struggling to find the words with what it is that they're saying this is the moment where you want to like you know just have a physical touch moment touch their shoulder touch their arm touch their knee or whatever comforting them letting them know like it's okay like take your time we have plenty of time to figure this out on what it is that you're trying to say it's okay to not get the wording completely right it's fine I'm really looking forward (laughs) I'm really looking forward to my husband relearning me and I'm sure I will also learn a lot of new things about him um which I kind of have been peeping some things already on how his interests not really have changed they just kind of evolved it's a very logical step up for him it makes sense but it's I'm gonna have to learn about a different wheelhouse and you know just all these different things these new things that encompass who he is because we're human beings we evolve and we're supposed to so I guess I'll keep you guys updated on if we do like any cool fun dates or anything like that but that's all I have for you guys this week I just really wanted to touch on the fact that you know as you get older and as you grow deeper and longer in your relationship you will change and so the dynamics in your relationship will change and that's why it's important to have these skills on knowing how to communicate because if not then they could mean the end of your relationship unnecessarily 
Um, so that's all I have for you this week. Thank you so much again for joining me for another episode of Rose Gold Radio, and I will talk to you in two weeks. <laughs>